to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of catching your helmet in a zip. <laughs> That's I, rough. I meant that... I meant you're not like very you're, kind to our podcast. No, as in, as in the helm, your jacket. What were you... Oh, wait. You know when you're cycling and you catch it because you're trying to put it on in a rush? Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? All right, you've put, you, what yeah. you've done there is yeah. you've not unzipped your waterproof, your high-vis waterproof, yeah. Yeah, 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 and you've put it yeah. over the bike helmet, which you've That's put it. on first, and it's gotten yeah. caught in the zip. It I caught in the zip, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then when you try and undo it, you rip your pubes out. <laughs> I, I, because your pubes are up if they're long. <laughs> That's how long your nose we, hairs are. We are, I mean, genuinely... Um, we are at the end of the toothpaste tube this evening, ladies Oof, and gentlemen. We are. We are you, you've curled us up to squeeze out every morsel. You've managed to get the white for the antibacterial. You've managed to get the red stripe for the plaque decay. And you are barely getting that blue stripe out for fresh breath. But of course, we're here for you. Yeah, we now, are. I say we're here for you. But we're not here for you. Well, one of us is not here. Of course, Alex has decided to leave us and go and leave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've got that wrong. Well. You've got that wrong. You're you're the one that's jetting off. You've abandoned. Well, steady. Have you got the proof? I think the the listeners will believe me over they'll believe you. You have nothing to base that on. You have have nothing. You absolutely don't. There's absolutely no way. that. no idea how many emails I get in. From from listeners and I, I've got a special inbox. Do you? That goes, yeah, that filters to me. And they know that email based on. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Wait, I, hang on. I've just yeah. th- this is, this is what happens when I don't listen back to the podcast because now I don't I don't hear yeah. you giving them the secret email address at the yeah. end of every episode. There's there's, there's well, it's oh. not even that. I've just filtered for any time they think Alex lies. By the way, the listeners think you lie a lot. Like a lot. Like it's actually a problem we need to take off. Right, air. okay. They think they do think you're a dirty liar. <laughs> My they God. Have, they have not genuinely so well, I like listen, I shield right. you from some of the Right. To, 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 to respond to that, why why'd you even have me on then? If it if I'm that much of a liability. <laughs> no, no, no. If I'm that much of a liability, I should just go home. Why am I staying up here you, well, you are to be home. abused like this? What well, I should just go to bed. <laughs> I should just go to bed. I'm clearly surplus. Welcome to back. Welcome back to the lying podcast. Right. Okay. That. <laughs> that's it. That's fun. Yeah. That's, that's the fun. one. You, you've got it, Alex. Fair enough. Apart, apart from apart from lying through lying to every and children. You've I've seen him do it to children too. Oh my days. He's just like that. Guess what's in my Guess what's in my hand? He's got his hand in his pocket. Oh, guess what stop I've got it! Stop it! I'm a teacher. You can't say things like that. <laughs> It's quite lishy, but um, of course. Uh, to be fair, yeah, I don't tell me... I don't tell any of my students that I have a podcast. That's <laughs> or I a just, pocket, or it just it just opens the doors for so it much does open, nonsense. Exactly, I genuinely. Oh. I do you know there will be what there will be one day where I'm like ah, I'm going to talk about it. I'm probably but I, and now and again I'm like oh I just do this yeah yeah yeah, yeah just, just on the thing. side just this little passion project where if anyone uh-huh. gives me any, I'm like I'm I'm totally open to criticism or at and in my head I'm like criticize it once and I will crumble. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my mental fragility I'm, is. I'm on Whoa. the edge. I'm a donkey <laughs> on the edge, mate. Um, of course, it is me that is going. 
away on holiday and a holiday well deserved. Well, I guess not really. I'm going to Spain if to you, see the if fam. You, if you see yourself that you deserve yeah. a holiday, yeah. is it that deserving? Is it that deserving? Yeah, I think what you should have done was tee me up to, up to say, yeah, you really deserve a holiday, mate. But since you took it upon yourself to say it yourself, I'll say. Nah, you're actually a lazy cunt. You don't deserve one. You're a lazy cunt. You don't deserve one at all. You don't. You oh, don't man. do anything. Yeah. Well, it's not me sat reclining on the chair with your feet up on the camera this ah, time. but but yes, the yes. big difference between last time and this time is I've got a nice sock on, so you don't have you, to. It, you well, don't you've have... got a. You have got a sock on. Yeah. Are you do you want to see the other one? one? Sock. No, no, no. The other one's there. Oh, you do have another sock. Yeah. Do you, do you know right? If you only. If if I ever cat if if I ever catch you only ever wearing one sock, I will not hesitate to call the mental health asylum. Like I will not hesitate. Like it will be instantaneous. You, you do even you do explain. raise an interesting point. Actually, what kind of <laughs> yeah. maniac only wears yeah. one sock? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are what? Yeah. What are you doing today? You know me. You know me. I'm just taking my flower pot for a walk. Instantly, <laughs> Alex. Alex, instantly. Do you know there's there's literally no there's literally nothing against that. That what would be a today? new low. I'm just giving all my windowsills names. That genuinely Instantly. honestly, that genuinely would be such a new low. Yeah. If I got out of bed, I could reach for one sock and I decided not to just reach a little bit further for the for the other sock. Yeah. And just spent the rest of the day wearing one sock. Yeah. That yeah. oh, that'd be madness. Well, we, of course, are not a one-sock podcast. We are, in fact, a two-sock podcast. And we a two-sock podcast that, that basically peer-reviews its work, much like the greatest scientific bodies available where only the real research is the ones that have been checked twice. Mm-hmm. They've been shaken, not stirred, mm-hmm. Alex. We review our own work because, of course, we have we have looked at um, this particular film before, haven't we? We did briefly, didn't we? Because we did, yeah. what, two episodes covering back the, to back. the entirety of the James mm. Bond franchise in painstaking detail and depth yeah. we definitely didn't just give one sentence to a couple of the mid octopussy yeah movies that <laughs> to octopussy yeah octopussy yeah octopussy moonrake we went once in space and one he's a clown but he's 60 years old you um, decide which one <laughs> exactly <laughs> one of them one of them he was high on lsd the other one he was high on lsd yeah you yeah, decide yeah, yeah. Oh, oh lord Oh, I miss Roger Moore. Do you know, I learned a really fun fact about Roger Moore. Uh, Roger Moore facts are one of the most wholesome things on the internet. I read this. I love love reading them. I read this somewhere. He went on so many interviews whilst this film was being made. Not because, not because he, like, he was asked to, but because he wanted to, because he loved this movie so much. He loved Casino Royale. Yeah, no, I heard that, yeah. And he, like, I think he bought it on VHS or something. Like, there's a really fun fact about him, like, going, I went out. I went out to buy it on VHS. I loved it so much. <laughs> you know what's coming, don't you? <laughs> you know what's coming. When I buy it on VHS, <laughs> I buy it for Queen and Country. <laughs> come, come, Mr. Bond, you enjoy watching Casino Royale on VHS just as much as I do. <laughs> you didn't think we'd go back there, but we did. That that recycled Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon joke. Oh my days! Come, come, Mr. Bond. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great joke. It is a it's good a great joke. joke. Endlessly recyclable. Endlessly recyclable. We yeah. didn't come up with it. Exactly. <laughs> um, of course, we are revisiting 
2004, Alex. Sorry, yep. 2006, Alex. 2005, Alex. What bloody year? It was 2006. It was 2006. 2006. Casino Royale. The film that that basically was the ember for the Bond series. Now, Alex, can you tell me what happened in 2002? I can, because I was about to ask, I was about to ask you mm. a very telling question. I wonder if this question is, in fact, an answer to your question. I, I know what you're... I know the, the hypothesis you're coming to, which is... It's not a lot of time, is it? it? One, it's not a lot of time, but I'll just, I'll just, I'll just spit it out. Can die. you believe that there's only four years between you, Casino Royale and Die Another Day? And when you look back at it, it is nuts. Like, That's it mental. Is genuinely nuts. And I, I wonder, you know. That it is. I mean, that 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 really is the mark of how good this film is. Yeah, isn't it? Like it's it's, oh, it's it really timeless is. nature. Do you remember? And, uh, do you remember going to see Die Another Day in the cinema? I did. Did we not talk about this? What happened? We did briefly. I think. Did it, you get touched up by some guy or something? Yeah, it was your dad. Was that? Did you? Um, did you? Did you? Definitely gonna have to take that one out. Did you? Uh, did you <laughs> no, don't take that you, one out. It was your okay, birthday party. It was yeah, your birthday party. Yeah. yeah. Was it actually my birthday party? Yeah, it was. Went to the cinema, Ocean Tea. Oh, very good. Very nice. Did yeah. we? Did we? I think we went to did, Frankie and Benny's before. I was gonna say there was a Frankie and Benny's. Did we partake in a Fanta Frozen perchance? Um. Was well, I'm not sure. Agenda? I don't know if that was pre-Santa Frozen or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. My God. Those things. In some weird way, I can still taste them. Oh, I love them. I love them. Yeah. They've been replaced by Tango Ice Blasts, which I, are I, basic. I don't care oh, no, they're who the same. you think you are. They're the same. They're not. No, 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 they're not. No, no, no. I won't have it, Alex. Stop trying to... Jo- there's basically, ladies and gentlemen, there's two um, There's two trains of thought in the scientific right. community. Okay, One fine. train of thought is... That this is what you spend your days doing. This is great, yeah. One, one, one of them in a peer-reviewed study. I'm on peer-reviewed study recently. You wouldn't have thought that. I just read an article on how important that is. But anyway... Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> get vaccinated, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, just... <laughs> that just slipped in there. Um, but yeah, some would believe that Tango Ice... But what the fuck are we talking about? About. Who gives a shit about these things? Let's talk about the fucking movie, mate. Let's talk about the movie, mate. Get off your arse. Put your phone down. Oh now pick God. it up again. That's, 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 that's aggressive. That's, that's very, <laughs> it's very aggressive for this time of, the, time of the evening. Now, some other stuff about this movie that's really worth knowing what, is... What, Die that, Another Day? Die Another Day, of course. No, it's, it's in Royale. Oh, very, the, very good. I mean, it was nearly Piers Brosnan, and then it was nearly Hugh Jackman, and then it was nearly Henry Cavill. And I look at Henry Cavill in The Man from Uncle, and I think, that's, that's bloody James Bond. Yeah, that's that bloody James Bond, isn't that it? That is James Bond. Do you know, you know what? The what? weird thing yeah, is, though, because of The Man from Uncle, I don't think we'll ever see it. And that's a little bit upsetting yeah. to me because I think he is sort of bred for it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and I would go one stage further with him in that, so I, I read this book and I'm going to be giving you some book facts well, as on. well from this. Um, it's mainly me just sort of saying things like the game isn't Texas Hold'em, it's Baccarat. It's actually arguably quite close to 
the the film and the book are quite similar stories. He drives a Bentley, not an Aston. Yeah, no, the 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 usual the usual just Bond like, anorak yeah, stuff that nobody exactly. actually cares yeah, about. Yeah. The, the usual <laughs> deluge of just boring know, pe- conversation. Pe- people hear somebody say, "Oh, we're supposed to be Bacharach and not yeah. Texas Hold'em," and nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you ever kissed? You ever kissed a girl? <laughs> but uh, the the point is. Um, I totally forgot my fucking point. That's good. That happens sometimes. No, Don't be embarrassed. It? What was it? Don't be embarrassed, mate. It happens to the best of us. The point is, when I read the books, yeah. I can see in my head not Sean Connery or not Roger Moore or, or Danny Cook. I, I don't see one of the Bonds. I, I kind of see this weird amorphous like conglomerate of all of them. Oh, yeah. And in some weird way, that conglomerate of all of them looks quite like Henry Cavill. Shall we say hybrid? Hybrid, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A hi- a hybrid Bond. He, he kind of looks like... A bit like he... Henry Cavill. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know if that makes sense. I, don't, I mean, you would need to, I guess, read them. Um, I'll be honest. I read books, Moonraker, and that's the only oh, yeah. one I've read. Cool. Nice. Uh, it's the only one I've read. And What's the big difference between the book of Moonraker and the film of Moonraker? I think quite a lot. It's been a while since... Yeah, one of them. One of them he goes to space. The other one, it's just like a missile. All oh, right, okay, fair <laughs> Literally, enough. Literally, it's a missile. It's a missile launcher. Maybe I the haven't read like, Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a missile silo in Dorset, but from Hugo Drax. All oh, right, fair um, enough. Another wee book. Another wee book. But I think because it was either. Moonraker, I think when I read it, it was very much Roger Moore that was in my head. Yeah, I think oh, I just could, sense, couldn't yeah. escape it. Yes, but. Um, they also got Martin Campbell to come and do this again. Now, Martin Campbell famously kicked off. Like, he, he's basically... Martin Campbell is to the small to medium-sized engine world um, and specifically the starter cord to uh, the director of the James Bond. Or he's the director of James Bond to what is the st- the, the pool cord on a starter engine. Oh, my God. I'm going to go, Please... go, go, t- go one more time on that one. Alex. Right, okay, yeah. Out, Please okay. try that again, because... Nonsense. Mar- Mar- Martin Ca- Martin Campbell is to the Bond world what the starter part on the motor of an engine is in the sense that every time they want to reboot it, they just bring him in and he just pulls the cord and he just gets it going again. Oh, well done. There, there's, a, there's a kind of weird um, like analogy for you. But the point I'm trying to make is Martin Campbell did um, Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yeah. The first yeah. Pierce. The so first sorry. Pierce. Forgot to knock. Oh yeah, love that bit. That's, that is a good film. It's such um, a good film. Is, good question for you though: Casino Royale or Goldeneye? Which is the better film? Casino Royale. Yeah. Do you know Casino Royale thing? is is still to date my favorite and therefore the best uh, Bond movie out of the whole bunch. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I. I still have a favorite Bond movie, and I also still have a favorite Bond music because I think Casino Royale is my number two, and I remember it was my silver for both. And there's a yeah. reason why it's silver for both. We can, we can get into that a little bit there. Do you want to talk about the? I mean, I guess like we. So, in full context, you know, we're recording this quite early. Um, I have seen this movie umpteen times and haven't recently rewatched it, but I want to go through it. And there's a couple of ways we can skin this cat. I think we could go through it chronologically and yep. talk around that way rather than pinpointing actors or sets or scenes oh, yeah. or okay. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. 
But but I think if we go through chronologically, a lot of the stuff is going to come out in the wash. We're going to come out a nice sort of brownish color. Oh, you know, when you put lovely. all the colors into bit together, and absolutely, it comes out nice and brown. That's what my laundry currently looks like. Hanging um, up just now. So we're going to start with the black and white sequence based in oh, Prague. Yeah. And 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 the interesting thing a lot about this is that um, when I um, went round to my granddad's um, and he rented this um, for me, and we don't we didn't stay at my granddad's. This was just after um, um, his you know his his um, his wife, my my grandma, um, sadly passed away, and and he wanted to spend more time with his grandsons, mm-hmm. um, and so rented Cinema Royale so we could have a night in and watch it. And then when the lovely. film started, it's um, yeah, lovely thing. It was in black and white. And and of course, my brother and I turned to my granddad um, and said, "Granddad, you bought the version that was in black and white. Granddad, why? Wait, so hang granddad, on. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Oh, you were and, teasing and, him. Yeah, and oh, and, the, okay. and the poor man was visibly crushed that he'd let us down. I to this that day, is genuinely I, so day, cruel. It, to this day, Alex, I don't think anything more innocent could have come out more cruel if I tried." <laughs> No, that is genuine. That that genuinely so just I, broke my heart a little so, bit. Oh my and god! So, and he and he and he put his head in his hands, and he said, "I just miss her so much, boys." And <laughs> oh my god! I'm joking. None of that happened. Um, I think we wound him up, and he told us to shut the fuck up. So, oh, fair enough. Um, that yeah, sounds no, more like worry. him. <laughs> He's a resilient guy. You know, you knew him. Yeah. He's a resilient bloke. In fact, there's a fun fact for everyone. Um, Alex's grand grandparents lived le- lived next door to mine. Uh, nobody <laughs> would believe that. That's like uh, nobody would believe that that is true. Except that it is. Next door to Except that other. it is yeah. absolutely true. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one little fact actually from the Prague sequence, and before we kind of talk a little bit about the the music for it or the lead in, um, do you, it's it is just interesting, isn't it? How they just have that. It's like the setting the scene, isn't it? It's the it's just there. Yeah. I, I love it, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's so good. It's the smallest, smallest, smallest fragment of mm. the James Bond theme. Yeah, that you can imagine yeah. right at the start of the movie, and that's actually very, very important for the whole movie. Mm, um, mm. Because I think if we're going to talk about the beginning of this movie, then we should probably talk about the beginning of the James Bond theme. Yeah, because the yeah. J- the James Bond theme written written by Monty Norman, uh, mm-hmm. but most famously arranged by John Barry. Yes, and um, that's a very, very important distinction because there was a big legal hoo ha about who actually wrote the James Bond theme. It was Monty, yeah. it was Monty Norman, but yeah. m- made most famous by John Barry. Um, mm. That is the DNA of the mm. James Bond fr- franchise, really, isn't it? Mm. That, that mm. theme. It's like, it's so, so iconic and so important and is woven through the scores of every single Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this movie, Casino Royale, employs it in the in the cleverest of ways yeah because it doesn't feature in its fullest form until right at the end of the movie or or actually to be more specific in the credits of the movie yeah yeah right at the end and because you hang around for it you do and between this beginning point where the first musical sting you hear is which is part of the james bond theme yeah between then and the end you get kind of drip fed more mm. bits of the james bond theme in different uh in different scenes 
and they last for longer and they're more fleshed out every single time yeah, Un- yeah. until you get the full one at the end when the full character is revealed and he says my name is bond james bond which he doesn't yeah. say that at any other point in the movie but the, the track is actually called the name is bond yeah the, the name bond. is bond the name is bond james bond and mm. um yeah, and I just I just think that's so good because this is this is an origins movie. This is a reboot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the the whole kind of uh, canon of James Bond is something that oh, come on, let's let's be real, it doesn't really exist. A lot of people have tried to like explain that everything from Sean Connery to uh, Pierce Brosnan is the one guy, but yeah. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> but you know, in, in some not. in some ways, I was I'm prepared to accept that you know we're doing a reboot, we're starting again. You know, we've got we've got Daniel Craig in after after his performance in Layer Cake, which was really where he came from. I mean, and actually, Daniel Craig d- didn't want to do this at first, but but then when he no, because he was script, weird, he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I, actually, do you know what? Uh, I watched yesterday actually, mm, mm. curiously before we decided to do this because we only decided on this last night. But yeah. that day beforehand, I watched the Being James Bond um, yes, it's documentary on Apple, on Apple, on Apple TV. On Apple yeah. TV. It was really, really good. And, he, and mm. he basically walked through his journey of being that character from getting casting casted right up until No Time to Cast. Die. Yeah, Cast. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> correcting me there. Casted. Uh, yeah. Casted. Oh, my days. Yeah, but yeah, no, it was really interesting because yeah, he didn't want to do it, and actually, his reveal to the public at large didn't was really, his willy didn't really go. <laughs> no, it didn't really go down very well. People were like, blo- <laughs> no. "Do you not remember it?" People were like, "Blonde, tiny." People were yeah. like, "Blonde Bond," oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, Sorry, all that, all that stuff. There's pu- yeah, pubes. <laughs> Jesus, I'm, I'm in the gutter. You know, you're right. You're right. It was right. It, people hated. It. I actually got a really funny thing about. In fact, yeah, I'll, I'll go to it, actually the fact. Because it's it's interesting how the public, yeah, they were like blonde James Blonde. What's all this about? Yeah. He's blonde. Why is the new James? Why is he blonde? Why? What? The, what the fuck is? And they were flipping tables. Like there was yeah, yeah. riots in the streets. There was little. They were kicking kittens into outer orbit. They were. Um, they were going bananas. The people, just people in general, yeah, Alex. Absolutely. Any any shape or form. But ironically, you know the speedo sequence where he comes out of the water where we recreate the kind yeah, of yeah. Ursula Andrews, the kind of jinx thing, but they kind of flip it. Yeah. Um, the the really funny fact about that is that it basically took the crew, like a, a whole load of the crew and then like extra people to be hired on the day to like sp- scour the beach of paparazzi yeah. and then to keep them back on boat, like physically on boats and on yachts yeah. to keep the paparazzi away for like quite a few miles yeah, just no, so they could get they, that photo. They actually, they actually covered, they, they covered that bit in the whole press of it. Apparently, oh, the, did they? Because the, apparently the guy that got the photo, because um, when people started accepting Daniel Craig is because there was a leaked photo of him coming out in the swim shorts. Yes. And yeah, he yeah, looking yeah. absolutely ripped as all yeah. like just... Oh, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. and everyone was like right yeah okay we we get it we get it but the guy that got the photo apparently yeah. was he went hiding on, under the water no 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 it was better than that he went onto the beach the night before and buried himself in the sand did he really <laughs> yeah yeah oh and then, my goodness and then covered himself wow. up and he was there all night and he and he, and he was just <laughs> waiting in the sand 
buried in the sand. That is wild. Um, anyway, just back to Prague as well. So obviously we're we're getting Bond. He's 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 starting his mission again. He's he's uh, he's he's basically you know it's it's him earning his double O status, right? Yeah. And the only thing that doesn't really work in the continuity is the fact that Judy Dem is still M, and that still to this day Judy Dem breaks. M- Judy Dem, yeah. So I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, Judy Dem is still Dem. Yeah, um, Dame Judy Dem. James Judy Dem. Um, I think it's because I was looking at Dame and Dem and Jem. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. what I mean? The bloody, bloody small woman, and and she's she's great. Like, don't get me wrong, she's great. Apparently, the the husband in the bed actually was the um, like it them. Um, that's not her husband. That was I like, thought that was just a mannequin. No, no, no. It was a guy. I think it was like the, the, he was like a runner or something like this. He oh, like right, drove, okay. drove the truck or something. They were like getting the bed. And he, was like, he was like gladly. Yeah. Um, no, but that, but, but you, you've raised a point though because. Judy Dench was obviously in it because she was a presence that worked, that still worked yeah. Yeah. From, and it makes the, no sense. from the previous stuff, and it make and it makes no sense. Except that, why does it need to make sense? Because as I've, no, you're as, right. as, as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. I've already kind of alluded to, there's not a canon to these things. The you know the actors have a different. So Walter PPK, not a canon. Oh Christ! Uh, Imagine that the name is canon. Jeez. Well, like the printer. Now, now pay attention, 007. <laughs> You're 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 out of coloured ink, uh, no. But I I kind of see every single iteration of the of the character, as in every actor that does the character, they've got their own tenure, mm. and it's a different version of the character every time. And so, who cares if it's the same M? Because mm. it was the same M from that graduated from uh, Bernard Lee. Yeah, for Sean Connery yeah. to Roger Moore is yeah, the same yeah. M, but yeah, they're Bernard not Lee. the same. Bond, except we're supposed to think they're the same Bond. I don't know. This never happened to the other fella. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we funny. famous. That was the, the only real nod and wink. Yeah. Um, and when you said tenure, I thought for a second and started to giggle. You said tenor, in the sense that um, every Bond had a tenor. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny for me. But the the point I was going to say was, and um, with the Prague sequence as well, just another interesting fact. Um, in that during that fight, and that, that is a, it's a visceral fight, and I, like a lot of the fighting in this is properly visceral. You know, like take the, the embassy sequence, take the parkour oh, yeah. sequence. We'll get back to the parkour sequence, the, the the fight in the stairway. But this opening fight, like it's rough. Oh, um, Dan, yeah. Daniel Craig lost his front two teeth in that fight sequence. Really? They had to have, yeah, they had to have an orthodontist fly out to put them back oh, in. Gee, it's, if he could only have worse, his two there? front teeth. There is nothing. I know. He could have. He could have wished worse. us a great Christmas smile. But Alex, we are introduced to something pretty early on. Now, this is one of the shortest little um, prologues, as it were, to the Bond films. And obviously, the prologue is and the main film are separated by the most iconic thing that we have gone into massive detail. And do if, if you're interested in understanding what ones we like and what we don't like. Um, please listen back to our James Bond episodes. But of course U- I'm talking Union about... Union flag parachutes. Of course I'm talking exactly. Uh, naked ladies doing swinging over barrels of guns in silhouettes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, of course, we are talking about the intros now, or the, 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 the theme tunes, as it were. Now, we rated, I believe, our favourite uh, intro theme tunes, and I can't remember... Well, I can't what, remember. I can't remember what we did. We don't even do good enough research that we don't even listen back to, to what, what we've talked about on a certain thing. So, but I think I, I think it's safe to say that my top three 
And I, I and I I'm not a huge fan of the the I mean look I I like the gold fingers and the thunder uh, yeah oh, Sh- the know, Shirley Basses they're they're, yeah. they're they're good they're good they're there they're there I am more of a fan of the weirder and obscurer ones or the maybe the little bit more upbeat I mean I'm still a sucker for Tomorrow Never Dies in every way shape or form I I stand by I think it's a very good film yeah. a very good Bond film great theme I think Dance Into the Fire Duran Duran right. I'm thinking The Living Daylights these are quality songs Alex these want, are cool do you want to know my top three go for it man right this one it, yeah. this is in no particular order by the way it's this one well you could have ended with this one you know what i mean i could have i could have nice i, I could have ended with this one <laughs> cool. this one if there were no particular order <laughs> just um just throwing that one back maybe you did say that so license to kill yeah to kit yeah license to kill to i'm kit. always shooting straight for your heart love that didn't song you, like didn't you like see gladys knight some like live just no, or something like that. Uh, is that, is that uh, did I, I dream that? Yeah, I think that sounds very much like a dream. Oh, walk. I can imagine you turning over to Maddie and going, "Oh, I had a weirdest dream." Alex <laughs> was dream a, Alex was at a Gladys Knight concert. You <laughs> <laughs> said it was really good. <laughs> no, no, he said it was all right. He said, he, said it, he, he said he he spent the whole concert just waiting for her to do license to kill, and she didn't sing it. <laughs> She did, no, she did sing it, but he needed to pee the whole time. Oh, right, okay. He'd been waiting and yeah. holding his bladder. But my third one, my third favourite, yeah. is For Your Eyes Only. Oh, yeah, For Your Eyes Only. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's a good one. It is very nice. Gorgeous theme song. And I, I do remember what I said then, and I'll say it again. My mum's favourite. Yeah. <laughs> It's my cool. my mum's too. Yeah. You, you, listen, you listen to this podcast for those sort of facts. Don't yeah, you? Do, yeah, yeah. But we, of course, are talking about You Know My Name, Chris Cornell. Um, he kind of stunned everyone with this, didn't he? Into, I mean, I, I will always remember watching this for the first time in the cinema. This is this is one of those rare moments in, um, um, you know, where cinema going or movie experiences where, y- you, you know, I, I'm watching it and I'm thinking... This is fucking amazing. Yeah, do you know what was this really weird? Because so I because cool. I do remember this as well. And I think this was a bit of a kind of national and global experience as well. Yeah. But I really, really felt as as I was watching this opening credit sequence and hearing that song that I was already it was already a fantastic movie. And yeah. and you went in and he's like, oh, this movie's going to be the best James Bond movie ever. Yeah. And just because of that song. And it makes no sense, but I feel like everybody, everybody else reacted that way as well. Because what one of the one of the other stories that Daniel Craig regurgitated when he was when um he was doing this little documentary thing. Oh, that's okay. I just dropped my mouse, sorry. Oh, very good. I'm listening well, to your regurgitation. Don't 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 Stop play with it. No, I know, but I just picking up something else. Oh right, I okay. Fair. I, it keeps going out of my hand. So Daniel oh. Daniel Craig was regurgitating his story about uh about the premiere of, of Casino Royale and sure. still nobody until the premiere knew what this movie was gonna be and actually even though he looked buff as hell in his swim in his little swim shorts. Was he in his people, swim shorts in the premiere? He wasn't. He was okay. he was on his best behaviour. Are you sure? He was wearing his best tux. Her Majesty the Queen was there. And was she actually? Yeah, she and uh, Prince Philip came to the went to the premiere in Leicester Square. It was a big thing. Really? Yeah. And shut the French doors. I that will is not, mental. I don't have any. But that is... apparently, 
that was the reaction in that Leicester Square cinema when the da 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 apparently everybody cheered. Apparently everyone went absolutely bananas for it. That's cool. They did, at the premiere, the, the black and white um, fight sequence happened and then the blood comes down because the, he does the pose. He does the... Yeah, like, yeah, the, he the, does the gun barrel. The, the, yeah. the gun barrel pose, which is another big James Bond trope. And then da 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 and everyone went mad apparently. And that must have been so exciting. Queen Elizabeth just lost her shit. Yeah, absolutely. Just like, who who went with her? Which other royal? Prince Philip. His shirt was off. Right. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. 100%. He was in, yeah. Spinning it around. <laughs> bloody. <laughs> bloody brilliant. <laughs> bloody brilliant. Yeah. Oh, he was he was loving it. He was loving it. Um, but I, I mean, to, to, just some facts on this. I mean, so. What's interesting is there was there was two versions of this. There was almost the rock version, as it were, which was released as the single, um, and then there was the the the, the more orchestrated version, I guess, or the the more kind of the strings heavy. Because if you watch this in the movie, it the tempo's a little bit quicker. It's tiny bit faster the track, and yeah. they rely on a lot of the strings instruments. Um, well, it's and- at a rock. It's at a rock song tempo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which are typically which are typically hundred hundred beats per minute because that's slightly higher than a typical heart rate, so it gets the blood pumping. That's just a scientific thing. Most rock oh. songs are are a hundred beats per minute. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, well, no, I mean like between the orchestra version of this song and the the like the, the Chris Cornell's single release of this song, they were it's different. So there was an, oh. there was a kind of yeah. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. So oh, okay. if you well, yeah, so if you if you. Yeah, if you uh, there's, some... there's me to try reaching for a no, victory no, no, set for being a smart arse, and you're like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. Yeah, but, but like, to, but, but I mean, no, it's still it's still a good fact. But but what I'm saying is, if you listen to the track on the single, it's all um, it's it's a rock song, like it's it's all rock instruments, right? Okay. And um, if you watch the film, a lot of it is like a like um like a, a hybrid between an a, a, an orchestra and a rock. It's amazing. Um, it's a very, yeah. very full sound, isn't it? It is so full. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Chris Cornell particularly as well. Um, I, I Because, he, you know, there, obviously there was a lot of people that put in songs to do this. I believe he wrote this song quite a few years before. Right. Um, but then recycled some of the lyrics to use in this song. And specifically the lyrics... So, so there was. I think there was a. There is a different version of this song. One day, I don't, it'll never get released. Obviously, it was a, 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 for well, for for two obvious reasons. One, it's it, it wasn't a real song, and two, sadly, Chris Cornell passed away. Yeah, he did. Um, a couple of years ago. Um, but, but specifically, some of the lyrics in this song are. There's something about this. Song. I mean, this is a, a wonderful. If you ever, if you ever like at, a, at the gym, you're doing, you know, whatever. If you're on a spin or going for a, like a run, if you run to this song, like. You, you're you're not. It gets you, know, you going. It really gets you going. Yeah, it and really does. The, you know, some of the lyrics, um, they're they're just brilliant. You know, if you take a life, do you know what you give? Odds are you won't like what it is. And 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 when the storm arrives, you'd be seen with me. By the, I've uh, he's I've not seen, he, he's not reading this over photo, ladies and gents. He's just it, listened it, to it that often. I've listened to it so much, and and there's my favorite, cut well, little couplet is um, is. I've seen diamonds cut through harder men. 
more yeah. than yourself, but if you must pretend, you'll meet your end. And, and it's like, and it's cool. Like, it is cool. Like, that's just, that's just, yeah, there's no way to get around that. When yeah, Chris yeah. Cornell is screaming that at you, as you're watching a load of guys getting, like, stabbed with the spade and the diamonds off cards and the blood's all going in weird directions. Yeah. And then it cuts to Daniel Craig fighting with us. Mate, it, like... This is this is it, man. Yeah, this yeah. was our generation of Bond, wasn't it? No, like, it really you is. You watch this back to your kids and you go, hey, this is when Bond hit us. You do We're feel, cool guys. You do kind of feel a little bit of ownership over it, yeah. don't you? Of, of, yeah. Like fan ownership, because James Bond has always been this thing that's existed forever. And so, although I've always enjoyed it, I've never had the same connection with it as like other big franchise um, things that are more our generation i'm True. thinking about lord of the rings and harry potter and things like yeah. that but yeah I, th- I feel like the arrival of daniel craig and this like new version of bond was something that we could really really get behind but yeah. we should talk about the composer of yeah let's go for of it. the score david arnold because david arnold, he yeah. because just to segue on from the title song he did he did co-write it so yes yes so the music so that main motif that's david arnold yes that that's definitely david arnold and can you tell me how many bond movies david arnold has scored <sighs> he's done all of the daniel craig ones nope oh has he not he did quantum he did do quantum that was he the last do, one he did. He did spec. He didn't do Skyfall. No, he didn't. And he didn't do he Spectre did, either. He did do Spectre. No, he didn't. Did he not? I nope. thought he did bloody Spectre. No, it's Thomas um, Newman both do, times, I'm afraid. Did he do The World Is Not Enough as well? He did. Yeah. Did he, didn't he? did do Die Another Day? He did. He did? Yep. He's done a fair few of these then, son, isn't he? Yep. When was the first one he did? The first one he did was Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies. Ah, interesting. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's good, but... Do you know who recommended to Barbara Broccoli um, that David Arnold should start scoring the Bond movies? Do you know who put his name forward? Um, Jesus? It might as well have been. It was <laughs> was it Ian Fleming, wasn't it? It's <laughs> like a, a close second to Ian Fleming. It was actually John Barry. Oh, really? It was actually John Barry. That's and I, I was doing a little bit of reading of about david arnold and he very much grew up loving both the james bond well all the james bond movies but the music in particular and he was a particular fan of john barry and i Mm. think you can really really hear that Mm. because it is very interesting because john barry has been he he scored 11 of the previous bond movies Mm. which is most of them if not all of them i don't know i can't remember which ones he didn't score but Mm any but regardless he very much dictated the sound of bond the yeah, the, yeah, the score of bond definitely. the the orchestration of bond and i feel like david arnold did the best job of progressing that yeah and, for sure and for and sure. actually i i do still kind of even though we're 20 something movies into the bond franchise from a musical perspective we've really not come that far because it's only been handed down one generation, it, it feels mm. like, as opposed to all, all the directors that have come through and all the actors that have come through. You know, we're on yeah. Daniel Craig was the fifth Bond, 
Sixth? Yeah. Yeah. Fifth? Sixth, was sixth. Yeah. 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 Six. So six bonds, but really generate generationally because because John Barry, in my in my view, handed off the the, the sound, as it were, to mm. David Arnold mm. and personally recommended him. It it really feels like there's a very, very close connection musically to the roots of mm. the James Bond franchise, even though it's a completely different bond that we've not seen before. Yeah. Um, fun fact for you as well, Alex. Yeah, go on. David Arnold has also been an actor in things. He was play. He played a politician in Little Britain. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Which I really want to watch now. Um, uh... And also, one of the other famous scores that he did was a, a movie you really like, which is 1998's Godzilla. Which oh, yeah. is uh, <laughs> why <laughs> that comes up way too often. It in does. This it does come up too much. It does come up too much. Yeah. Um, I guess. We, you know, we 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 touched on the score. Let, let's talk about some sp- particular tracks in here, and, and I guess like the film is kind of roughly based around, um, you know, the, the 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 story of what what turns out to be um, Spectre, um, and the, the you know the, the massive underground organization yeah, of Spectre. And do you know what? A few <clears throat> a, a, a few more movies down the line. I am starting. I I, I am seeing the threads like yeah. much more in Casino Royale, yeah. which I am actually appreciating because on honestly, like go, going through the franchises, the, the, these movies, so Quantum of Solace, uh, Skyfall, and then Spectre, a lot of the larger canon of the Daniel Craig era. It's another I, canon, I, is it? Yeah, I know. I, large, I yeah. largely don't care about, yeah. but I, I'm starting to care about it a little bit more having just yeah. watched Casino Royale again because I think a lot of it is there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, partic- but particularly some of the track. I mean, like, we, we, what I love the most, what Daniel Craig, uh, Daniel Craig, David Arnold does, is he so effectively matches the tempo of what you're watching at every example. So let me give you some really clever things that he does. The, the African Rundown track um, is 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 a fantastic track, and and also all of the kind of the 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 music that takes place during that parkour sequence, it's chaotic. It's all all over the place, and the instruments come and go at weird intervals and weird times yeah. throughout the track. If you listen back, like the instrumentation kind of takes a tumble at certain points, um, and it matches exactly what you see on on the screen. And what's really interesting is when they go up to the high heights of the crane the strings start coming in because it's playing the higher notes and it's and it's up there, It's everything's up here. But when you're down on the ground floor when we're watching, you know, I'm chasing through the slums and he's drawing through the, 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 the sort of the diggers and stuff, it's the lower register. And ah. I think the physical altitude is so important to him as you're watching it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's a really, it's a really interesting one. Now, some other really, really clever stuff that David Arnold does with the score. Um, <clears throat> if you remember, there's a sequence um, at the airport in Miami airport where Bond realizes that there is um that they're going to drive the truck into the plane and explode it and there's a moment where he zooms in and he realizes what's about to happen yeah and the score goes dun 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 and it's almost like it's 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 almost like a dun 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 yeah, kind is, of thing, it? but it's but it's through composed with the score on the track Miami, yeah, and it kind of it, it, it's it's really excellent because what it does is it just kind of makes you go holy shit in the same way. 
that Daniel Craig's Bond is doing it there. It, it's it's so clever. It's so so. It clever. really is because that is a is a very high stakes sequence, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this pacing wise, this movie is an interesting one, isn't it? Mm, mm, because yeah. a lot happens in <clears throat> the first hour before the casino stuff. Yeah. It's almost it's almost like another movie. Oh, it's it's a it's a pacing masterclass. This movie. Well, master masterclass, yes. But I've always found, I've always found the ending to be just a little bit too much. Oh, I don't know. I I, I no, but I oh, no, no, no. So, oh, actually, I know what you actually. I do know what you mean. It's like the movie kind of. It's like the epilogue almost. It does the movie. Yeah, the, I do the, know what you mean. The movie kind of. Um, it, it dissipates into this really lovely kind of like character study where it it asks a, a lot of questions about the character of Bond and you know he opens up to Vesper and all all that stuff. And I know we're jumping ahead, but it's re- but it's relevant. But I, I I do find even though I love the final confrontation and the sinking yeah. house in Venice and stuff like that, I do just always found it i always found it just a tiny little bit too much yeah i do know exactly what you mean yeah, yeah. And, and it's not really something that i feel detracts from the movie but just every time i watch it no you, you're when i get I know when i, I when thing. i get to that bit i'm like oh, i mean we're, we're almost we're almost at the end we're almost at the end now but, but that's the thing right it's because in some way i mean i say pacing masterclass mainly because there is a 45 minute card game in this movie a game yeah. of cards, and we're not bored. Like, it's amazing. And then you've got the airport sequences at the start that, that's high-octane, high-tempo. Yeah. Then, then then you've got a kind of a lull period where, you know, Bond's swanning around, and we get the trip, you know, um, or we get trip, you get the, the, the sort of, there's, there's a few tracks. Um, you've got Solange, um, or Solange, then Trip Aces, then Miami International. We talked about Miami International, which kind of, like, surfaces at that, like, weird kind of, like, limbo He's learning things, he's watching yeah, it, and yeah. you get the little clues, they get little hints throughout the track. Um, but but no, I I do know exactly I do know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But like to 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 focus in on the music and how that corroborates with the pacing, it it's seamless. It's so seamless. The 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 score matches everything that you're seeing on the screen. It does like everything. It's it's they they are symbiotic. But I, but to, to to go back to the Miami sequence, the airport sequence. The, the other thing that really makes that sequence feel like sort of like a climax to another movie, because it does feel like a climax to another movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah is the does. fact that... Die Hard 2, specifically. <laughs> yes, right. But if you look at the score, uh, or the soundtrack of this, it's one suite, right? Mm. The, the Miami action Interna- It's called Miami International. It's called track, Miami yeah. International, and it's 12 minutes long. Yeah. And it's by far the longest track um of the entire score yeah and usually if you th- if you think back through like other action movies and stuff like that you would usually find the longest tracks of like continuous action sequences being at the end of a movie wouldn't you yeah 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 and i do find that very very interesting that that, that pacing wise they were doing a big big set piece that you would normally put at the end of a movie because you know you've got the big you've got the big plane you've got the chase through the airport that would be an end sequence to any other bond movie wouldn't it yeah definitely definitely 
Uh, yeah, and, and, and it's brilliant that it's not. I'm going to talk about some other tracks in this score that just mean a lot um, to me. And, and the reason we know is because is there's one track here I love just listening to. There's one track, it just, it's, it's like, um, it's like when a peacock gets its <laughs> feathers, when it gets its feathers out. Or, you know, that feeling where you, you clean, you clean your car. And then it comes out of the other side of the car wash and it's yeah. nice and clean. You know, that just that, just that, that look at this and, and you know, yeah. that feeling of, and I've always wanted to do this. And I think next time I wear a tuxedo, I'm going to play this track and just walk. Are you, are you go, talking, are you talking about when you went to the car wash and yeah. you came out and you went, this car looks as clean as that Ford Fusion in Casino you Royale. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You know it, mate. You bloody know it. But <laughs> I, I, of course I'm talking uh, about. ridiculous, isn't it? Can we just, it no, just very quickly, like, there's some epic music going on there, and then he's he's driving a Ford Fusion. Yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it? It's, it's not good. It has not aged well, I'll tell you that for free. No, it's <laughs> not. No. Some of the tech hasn't as well. You would think at Sony's rate, they'd be just, like, updating the tech every year on this film, just yeah, doing yeah, Sony yeah. releases. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we sort of joke for, for no time to die. Very good, very good. Um, May, I, of course, I'm talking about, I think, my favorite scored track on this. And, and you know, contrary to uh, Miami International, it's only about one minute, one minute, 40 seconds. And that is um, Aston Montenegro. Ooh. Aston Montenegro is the sequence where we are introduced to the second half of the movie. It, it's when it flips. It's when the movie goes from the first act finishes, the second act starts. Yeah. Because we have a panning shot of the, the you know, of the landscape of Montenegro and we follow the trains snaking through the countryside yep. at dusk. And we have Montenegro, you know, in the bottom, just in the font, um, in the, sorry, in the text, um, sort of standard font. And then you have just the most soaring strings. And it's, it's gorgeous, isn't it? Do, 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 do. And, and it's great. It's, it's just so well matched. Yeah. And again, Bond DNA. Because whenever he's in one of these locations mm. in throughout mm. the franchise, mm -hmm. you you get moments like that. Yeah, you get yeah, you get you get moments like that when you when he's. I'm thinking of a specific example. Um, I might I might be wrong about this, but I'm thinking about the spy who loved me in that Lotus mm. going through the Italian mm. Riviera, or is he in Sardinia? Yeah, yeah, he's in Sardinia. He's on the island yeah. of Sardinia, and there's moments like that where he's driving through the through Italian hills, and you've got just lovely Bond scenic music going on. It's again, mm. it's. All part of the DNA and all of it. Oh, um, just on that, I got it wrong um, the last time we did it because I couldn't remember. I always thought it was in um, Spy Who Loved Me where the famous um, uh, magnet car, magnet car, magnet car sequence took place. But magnet car actually took place in um, uh, You Only Live Twice. Oh. Not in that sequence where the, the, the submarine car, magnet car was in You Only Live Twice. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. So, there we I mean? go. Well, there we go. Way to own up to your mistakes. Yeah. So that's when Magnet Car happened. Very good. Alex, there's a couple of other tracks I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about uh, Dinner Jackets as well. Now, Dinner Jackets is... I love Dinner Jackets. It's a brilliant track, isn't it? Yeah. And it takes place, you know, as we are seeing Bond trying on the Dinner Jacket, and they're talking about it. Yeah. 
and and you know and Vesper has obviously got this fitted dinner jacket for him. It's a cool sequence. It's slick, um, you know. It's it's the I always think I watch the sequence like there's I am always very impressed when a guy in a film is able to smell a lady's perfume and go oh and identify it from the smell yeah and then the female equivalent is just being able to go I can size you up in a second absolutely from her side but you know what bumps. I love about the music of uh, dinner jackets mm. is do you know do you know who it sounds like it sounds like Danny Elfman yeah it's really yeah, it it's, it's it's bouncy and it's. It's eccentric. It's definitely eccentric. And to me, that really says that Bond doesn't know how to react in this situation because you've got Vesper, who is very much his kind of intellectual match, right? Because yeah. if you think about, again, we go we go to the like DNA of Bond, and if we go right the way back to the uh, the Bond theme, the Bond the Bond theme was very much written to be mm. suave, cool, energetic, but arrogant and brash mm. and reckless, right? Yeah. Which is Bond to a T. It's been Bond for every single iteration of Bond and it will continue and it will continue to be Bond because let's be honest, if we actually if you actually met James Bond in real life, you'd mm. fucking hate him, wouldn't you? Yeah. Bag of dicks. Absolutely. One of the worst human beings ever. But I I really, I really, really think that the music, because of the, the kind of bouncy, eccentric energy that it has, it immediately shows the disarm of that cool. Mm. Like he's yeah. no longer in control. He's because he spent the last scene where, you know, he very arrogantly gave his real name at the front desk. Yeah, um, he said, oh, "Bond, you'll find the reservation under beach." And he just looks so unbelievably smug. You just want to slap him. Yeah, and yeah. Vesper wanted to slap him, and she didn't let him into the elevator because there wasn't enough room for her and his ego. Yeah, which is which she delivered that line wonderfully. It was amazing. Yeah. But then for him to, because he he seems in control of the whole setup. He's like, I know exactly how this mission's gonna go down. I can sure, take sure. this guy. Blah blah blah. And then she's just like, nah your dinner jacket shit i've made you a new one and he's like what the fuck yeah and yeah, the music and the music yeah. really sells that yeah definitely but 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 if we continue on this theme and we continue with the theme of vesper and 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 james bond and we continue on the theme of his overconfidence it changes quite quickly like this is a really sentimental movie you know from everything from the almost halfway point in the card game, things start to change. Like you see this, yeah. the mind game is really starting and the body games, you know, the, but he's tries to poison him. And you know, the, the, there's the, there's the, <laughs> that there's last the stairwell hand. fight. That last that hand, last hand. Oh, nearly killed him. I love it. I love that. Like, it's brilliant. The stairwell fight, stairwell fights a fucking rambunctious track. Like it's bananas. It's full on. And it matches so the tempo of what we're searing. It's a really full on track. But the track that I want to talk about, mate, is where Bond, we see inside of his heart, we see inside of his really how he's feeling yeah. and how he's thinking. And, of course, we're talking about Vesper. Gorgeous track. It's it's wonderful. Now, do you know that was that it was it was um, one take? It was done in one take. That's the first time... Oh, they, are, we, they, are, we, are we talking about the shower scene? Yeah. 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 I Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because they do get their clothes wet. Did you know that was Daniel Craig's idea? Oh, was it? To go in the shower? Well, apparently yeah, really. the original version of the script was a much more traditional Bond love scene. So she was going to be 
either naked or very close to naked and they were gonna have yeah. a ste- they were gonna have a steamy shower yeah but daniel craig said no she's traumatized and they're gonna be fully clothed and it's gonna be so yeah. much better which apparently he had a he had a fair few conversations slash arguments with the director martin campbell about it but he had, but that was one of the things that he won it's brilliant about. and it is it is genuinely one of the most uh touching moments of the whole movie because i i believe well, that of the whole franchise of the whole mate, franchise I mean, that's, that's that's one of the most heartfelt moments and it's particularly when you know he she goes i've got blood on my hands and and you know and, and he and he sucks the blood off her fingers to get it clean i, I think it's really so touching yeah um it's it's odd isn't it well it, because it, it it she's obviously going through a very traum, traumatic experience but at the same time you're seeing two characters that's the moment that they fall in love as well mm, mm. and it's the dichotomy of of those two feelings because obviously we, we find out much later in the movie that she's dealing with a lot more uh than just what's going on Mm. at at the casino like with her Al- french algerian boyfriend and you know the fact that she's actually a, dub- a double agent sort of yeah yeah um, sort of sort, yeah. sort of and to go through this traumatic um violent event and then start to f- fall in love with the guy that you know you've been bashing for like the last wee while because they do start off with not the best relationship it is it mm. is truly very very moving yeah, definitely. It, it's it's awesome. Um, just a few other tracks that I want to bring out. You know, we've got Bond loses it all and Bond wins it all. Those two tracks are really, really cleverly kind of swindled around the kind of dirty martini. You know, the one where yeah, he gets yeah. poisoned and it kind of yeah, it kind of. Oh, I forgot to say my favorite fact, mate. I forgot to say my favorite fact on Aston Montenegro. Oh, go on. Sorry, I forgot to say my favorite fact. I'm going to kick myself if I don't listen back, but I, I don't mind putting it in now. Um. We talked a little bit about really interesting things that David Arnold does with the orchestra and different instruments and stuff. Can you tell me that's really, really niche? There's something that he does throughout Aston Montenegro that is a callback to another piece of music in James Bond. It's so specific, and if you don't know it, I'm, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know it, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the music in my head, but I, do, I don't think I can recall it in that much detail. I think okay. this is going to be one you're just going to have to say. I'm not going to be able for to sure. Guess no, as no, well. no worries, no worries, no worries. Now, I, I genuinely want you to just follow up and listen to this, and the listeners obviously pause and listen to this back because this, this is such an interesting little thing he does. Um, if you listen to um, from Russia with Love, Matt Monroe, there is a kind of. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. A little clicking. That exact same clicking takes place throughout Aston Montenegro. Oh. It's exactly the is same that, sound. I always thought they were like castanets. It is castanets, yeah. Oh, it's, right, okay. it's exactly the same sound. They use it in Aston Montenegro. Um, now, I haven't, like, I, I spotted this. I haven't even done the research, but you oh, know get like, you. But you know when you just. You're like that's that. Yeah, like it's, yeah, yeah. I don't need to look it up. 100%. I know what they've done. I know exactly yeah. he's done that. Like yeah. you don't just put that in. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. That's such a feature. That is such a feature it's, it's, and it's, a great awesome. spot. Yeah, but yeah, Bon Bon lose it all, Bon wins it all. Both of these tracks, you know, they're played not too long apart, back to back, and they're very similarly structured, but obviously telling massively different parts of the film. 
And I, and I just have such a respect for that, like really following the story of Bond through the highs and the lows of this. And again, it just goes to the, the point that like this score and the the movie, they are seamlessly integrated. Yeah, yeah, they, they really are, are so seamlessly integrated. Um. The last track I want to talk about, there's two tracks, and obviously it's near the end, and three, you've already mentioned one of them, but it's Death of Vesper, um, which again we get the fragile piano with, and, and yeah. The Bitch is Dead. Now, The Bitch is Dead, it's um, it's a hard pill to swallow. Well, it's, a hard li- it's a hard line to swallow, to, mm. to, to be fair, like when he utters it in the actual movie you just you get a kind of oh bond you were so you were so close to yeah you know you know opening up letting and someone in letting someone in and you, you were gonna be all right but we mm. we know now it's never gonna happen do, do, and and do you know so my um i said uh you know with with the vesper scene the sheriff scene that it's one of the most sentimental scenes in in, in bond's history but it's actually not one of the most, I think, or, or sorry, it's not one, it's not the most. There is another scene that takes me off guard every time I watch it. Sure, um, surely it's the end of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. The, Hot, yeah, I think I, it gives me shivers that sequence actually because it is so out of place but there's something really just honest about that oh it is i think it's last time I, sequence. I think last time i watched that i might have cried it's so beautiful it really you know is. We, we we had all the time in the world oh man and it's not and it and it's out of place and it's weird and it just happens and it's a real nod to the books you know that's that's the end of the book you know that's what's said in the books and that's what happens in a magic service you know a real pivot point in this the books for bonnie you know it's the middle book really yeah um and the bitch is dead is is in some way a little bit of a callback to that line mm. because what it's doing is it's kind of showing no this is this is an this is this is a this is a dirtier bond yeah, this is yeah, a yeah. more vis- you know visceral bond and he's not going to you know like we we saw him you know you know he let vesper in um but actually we're at the end of this movie and he's not going around the time of the road he goes no nah, sorry she crossed me the bitch is dead yeah. and it and it snaps you back um it's really yeah, it's really great, and, and, and yeah, the, the sort of the, the the script cues are really on point for that. No, they really are. And then I suppose finally, mm. even though we've kind of already talked about it, we get the name as Bond. Yeah, James. Yeah, Bond. definitely. I mean, there, there is a bonus um, sort of. There, there is a full sort of like original. There's the deluxe version of. Yeah, this. That, that's another that's one. the one I was listening to today. Actually, the, del- yeah, it's, the deluxe it's, version. It's, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's an but then I half. love it. But then I love it. I, I yeah. love a good extended soundtrack. Oh yeah, definitely. What's what's different about this version of um, the name is Bond, James Bond, or the James Bond score? What's different in this? Is is there anything that's like notably different for it, or is it just a? I think it it will sound it will sound different because much like if you if you hear the progression of the best example i can give her is the star wars opening titles right you know the the star wars fanfare yeah yeah. Yeah. that that piece of music has been recorded across the eras by different orchestras but mainly the london symphony orchestra but using different recording techniques and in different studios and things like that but it is more or less the same thing but they sound different every single time because of 
progresses in recording technology and things like that. Yeah. So I think the the big reason this sounds really big and really, really full is because of that, but it is still just the James Bond theme. I think it's yeah. got a much fuller orchestration than maybe it did back in 67 or whenever Dr. No came out. But yeah, it, it, I, I feel like it sounds almost identical to what we would have heard in the Pierce Brosnan era just because yeah, most yeah. of it just because most of it was David Arnold but yeah. there's no denying that it feels so good to hear it in full yeah. in full swing at, at the yeah. right at the end of the movie and he says yeah. it and he said and actually going going back to being James Bond the documentary he said one of the most number of takes he had to make was saying those lines because yeah, he was being really. because he was being James Bond for like so many so many other scenes before that but he never actually had to say the yeah. the, the tropey line and he and apparently Pierce Brosnan actually gave him that advice on a on a phone call before he said the hardest line you will have to say is the name is Bond James Bond because you will just get into your head on like how to how to deliver that and apparently there's like loads of takes of him like squeaking his voice and something they're going the name's bond james bond <laughs> and like just completely fucking it up and it sounds and it sounds absolutely ridiculous because you've just got to be the coolest guy in the world to pull that line off yeah right you definitely do yeah oh we i would have loved to have seen idris elba do it he said it a few times i've seen him in interviews and stuff Oh, as he, oh, I would have loved to have seen Graham Morrison's made him do it on a couple of games, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Um, but no, yeah, you're right. And, and interesting though, when you said full swing, do you, do you know what my favourite part is in in the Bond uh, in the Bond theme? Isn't isn't because there's so many little parts to it, isn't there? There's there, there's a do, 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 do. there's that bit. Then there's the do 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 do. do is it the, the bit towards the end of the of the John Barry version where it goes do 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 do? And yeah, the first time I heard that, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I haven't heard that bit. No, I, but I do know what. I, oh no, I haven't heard that bit. But I will listen back right. to it. Go go on to John Barry anthology and oh, listen to God, the James listen. Bond theme because at the end of it is it, it descends into free jazz nonsense and and you're like, what on earth is going on here? <laughs> I've got to listen to this now. I've got to listen. What part of it does it do it? Oh, uh, it's it's the end of the track. It's the end okay, of the track. Hang on. Hang on. Go listen to this. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> you never heard that before. No, I haven't. Oh, I that's haven't. really funny. But the 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 bit, I mean, the full swing. You know, I just said we've got the. You get the do do It's still for me. It's good Bond scat right there. Yeah. It's like fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. it. It's I dirt. Love it, it's dirty. It's dirty. We're there. We're there. Um, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for me, mate. I mean, I, was I've it ever it in doubt? It was ever in doubt. But this is one of the most. As and I've, again, I'm repeating myself. You've got the movie here. It does this right. It goes. It flows. It peaks. It troughs, and the the score sticks to it like glue. Yeah. At, 
every point in this movie. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is one of the most effective, effectively used. And I'm not saying it's the best score in the world. Because this isn't the best movie in the world. No. But when the movie is going fast, it goes fast. When it's slow, it goes slow. It matches the scenes perfect. I mean, it's they are, they, they're they are intertwined beyond it's belief. Like somebody has called over the barman, and the the barman of orchestral music, and has ordered the perfect Vesper named cocktail of soundtracks for their movie slash card game. And how have they uh, how have they ordered it, Alex? Oh, they've uh, incorrectly ordered it shaken and not stirred. Oh. Do you know what that really brought that that that, re- that really pissed me off when I read that? Like, I was reading this on like a cocktail website or something like that. They were like, any drink that's pure spirit should never be shaken. James oh, Bond is God. just wrong. All the time, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh well, that makes yeah, that's really good. I bet, you, yeah, that's really good. Make sure you write that down. Everyone wants to know that fact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fucking well. Moving forward? Yeah, but we're not recording it now, right? Well, we're not recording it now, Alex, because we don't have anything to talk no, we about don't. now. Because, of course, I've been away for a while. Because it's fucking um, Tuesday. <laughs> it is fucking Tuesday. And we're this is being released at a weird time. I guess moving forward, I think the only thing to talk about is we're looking to go and see No Time to Die. We are going to try and find some time to see it. But, Alex, I just want to take this opportunity during Moving Forward, if you wouldn't mind, um, to ask you, is there any, there is the last chance, is there any predictions for No Time to Die that you have? Well, I have Mm an overarching prediction that it's going to be good. Okay. And, And stand the test of time. Well... Not many Bond movies stand the be- stand the test of time, but everybody mm, accepts mm. them for what they are. Well, mm. less so nowadays, which is I do not accept it. Well, uh, yeah, I just simply don't. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, no, I think there there seems to be a bunch of Bond tropes in this movie. Hmm. But I don't think it looks silly. No. I think what, there's a few little things that I think look a bit. Die another day. We talked about the plane sequence when it comes out the other plane. Oh yeah, the plane comes out the other plane. Yeah, but okay, yes, there 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 will be bit, there will be bits bits like that, and I'm and I'm okay with that. But the the Spectre was a bit silly. Mm. Spectre was a little Spectre was a little bit silly. I'm I'm expecting a I. More than anything else, I'm expecting a good round off to the Daniel Craig kind of like saga. A happy ending. You just say you're looking for a happy ending. A happy. Well, I don't know. Just, just say it, Alex. I'm I don't know. here. Just say it. They might kill him. Who knows? <laughs> they could kill him. Yeah. They could yeah. kill him. Opening the door for a period piece starring Tom Hardy. Yeah. I I think there's a very good chance he might die. Yeah. I mean, the, the fans will go bananas, of course. They'll go bananas either way. You can't um, kill James Bond. No, you can't. 
Um, obviously, we're we. It's almost a fact that that's doctrinal um, by now. Um, any other little theories? Anything else that you think might come to pass? I, I don't know, really. I mean, it's never been a franchise that I've been that concerned with posing theories about. And like, and, and actually, like, if anyone has listened to more than a few episodes of the podcast when we've talked about big franchise movies, knows that I don't really like to speculate that much anyway. Mm, mm. Uh, it's not really a part of fandom that I. It's against that, your religion. It's not against my religion, but I just don't. I I don't, I don't find it as interesting. I don't. I don't find it that much engagement in mm. in theorizing. Or mm. expecting things. I just kind of want to go and see what it's like, really. Yeah. I know yeah. that's very boring. How much me. Christoph Waltz do you think we're going to get in this movie? Do you think it's going to be a little brief? Uh, probably pro- probably not a lot. I mean, before this movie, he had a, he had announced that he wasn't going to be Blofeld again. Mm. Yeah. And, well, actually, now, having just started that sentence, he must have been tempted back with something. Yes, maybe the cat. Maybe oh maybe on a bit of catnip, because that was my other one. Do you think we might see the cat? Do you think he might be stroking a cat on a chair? Uh, I mean, they surely may as well, not. right? They may as bloody well. Right, would... right idea, Mister Bond, but the wrong pussy. <laughs> one of the <laughs> one of the better lines from Diamonds Are Forever. Oh god, that movie! Man. I love that movie for so many reasons. That movie, man. Do you, do you know they they they? Uh, this is so off tangent, but do you remember that movie? They tried to make us believe that plastic while, surgery or something. No, 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 no. It's better than that. The the, the scene, what, a classic car chase scene where he flips. Oh, the, yeah. he flips the car on the side to go down a, a narrow alleyway, and then some. And then at some point, halfway down the alleyway, it just switches onto the other side. It's it's bananas. What? <laughs> It is bananas. And you know the odd do you know the odd thing, right? Here's the odd thing about that sequence. That's not like a stunt that's in a lot of you know, there's just stunts that are in a lot of movies. Yeah, it's like yeah. the standard stunt, you know, someone doing a backflip down some stairs or a, or a, you know, a car jumping, you know, I don't know, like off a ramp into a freeway or whatever. And it's just like it's a standard stunt. That stunt only happens in Diamonds Are Forever. I have not seen a car slide through a gap that it's too big to slide through not, do, in any other movie. Do they I've not make a joke that. out of it in the Blues Brothers? They might do. Ooh, they probably I would can't do. Remember. But I have not seen that happen in any movie. And the only time I've ever seen it is in this movie. Yeah. And of course, when we see it in this movie, it's it they, they just it's wrong they, 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 it's just wrong it, it's because that's like a production gaffe because literally it, yeah. because literally they filmed it going in one direction and then the other and then and at the other end of the alley the car was on the other wheels f- and there's a simple fix right just flip the scene literally just flip what you're seeing on itself yeah but then you, you can but then you'd have lots of like neon signs backwards, backwards writing yeah i know i know you would have backwards writing but like just edit them out i don't know man but the fucking car yeah it's mad oh. um Anywho. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna have seen hopefully get get no time to die um i yes we're gonna have to chat about that one offline when we do this but alex before they do that what 
do they have to do now? Well, now they've got to get onto the Apple Podcasts app. Find us on there. Give us a cheeky little five-star rating, if you please. Yes. Uh, the other thing you can do on there is you can leave us a review. If you mm. don't if you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie, your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear all of it. Uh, you can find us on loads of other platforms where you like to listen to your podcast. Include... We weren't even hiding. No, no, we're not. Uh, including Spotify and the Acast app. And if you yes. want to get more directly in touch with the show, you can get us at our email address and not the secret email address where Callum just reads a lot of hate mail about me. Yeah. It's, Which, um, I'm not it, sure it how to feel bad. about that. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it, I don't know how to feel I, about like, that. I genuinely can't show it to you because it will. I know we're joking and this is a bit, but like it will crush you. Oh, man. I, yeah, I don't think I can you. handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's mainly me that writes to it. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it is mainly me. Yeah. Um, okay. In fact, it's almost all me. Yeah. Um, it's actually not even an email address. It's just. <laughs> it's just. It's just the notes app. It's it's not, these are just. These are just it's, notes it's that you're not, writing in the middle of episodes. It's, oh, it's, it's not. It's not even. It's not up. even that, mate. It's just. It's a. It's a wall on a public toilet. Um, <laughs> just in in West London. <laughs> It's just hate <laughs> towards you. It's not even pen. It's written in excrement. Oh uh, my god! You just took that. You just went. You just went and took that way too far. And it's pictures. It's all pictures of what I would do. And um, that is motionspod at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, please do write in. Tell us what you thought of No Time to Die. I mean, look, this is a huge part of that we've been waiting for this movie for a long time haven't we alex oh we have um this th- this is a sort of a, a lead-in episode to that episode and um we 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 do want to have some feedback we're really quite keen and you know we we're chatting about this quite a lot we, we've been trying to find w- other ways to integrate you guys into the show a little bit more you know you, you're writing in a lot of questions giving us a lot of feedback we want to try and find a way that we can do that more effectively and our best guess to do that our best chance we're going to get is with no time to die so definitely um let, let's have what we think about it there so do do write in tell us your thoughts um questions opinions whatever um but yeah that's the show mate um and thank you very much to ktc graphics design for our wonderful art where i believe there's a little treat there is indeed if you want to go onto our etsy shop which we'll link in the episode description down below mm-hmm. you can get some lovely uh prints like mo- yeah. movie prints for for your for your walls and your flats and your houses and garages and attics and whatnot um yeah. i've got sheds. i've got yeah sheds i forgot about that one music rooms if you've got if you're lucky, rooms, lucky enough studios. to have one um, laundry rooms laundry rooms yes I've, I've got i've got a couple a couple up myself but they're very very nice but if you wanted to get could one you of hang those it in your car no i don't think you could mate why not oh, i think it's against regulations eh the regular you have to speak to the man about those. <laughs> yeah it's against the regulations <laughs> but if you did want to purchase one then if you entered the code motionspod20 at checkout then you get a cheeky little 20 percent off which is very nice Ah, well this has been highly entertaining and oddly silly and thank you very much for listening and until then goodbye all right guys ta-ta